welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me uh, on the program yet again is uh, Bobby Russell. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, man. We're uh, coming in to control your own destiny season, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to uh, not freak out uh, where uh, my football team is um, right now, but we're sitting. We're sitting all right. Um, you, your team... Um, we're not going to do winners and losers, but I assume that uh, I guess we sort of will. I, I think you won last week. Your gambling picks were 99 on the black. Um, Notre Dame crushes Clemson. Very satisfying win. And then uh, whether you like Brian Kelly anymore or not, uh, him and his big old balls getting that win in Baton Rouge. Uh, everything was coming up Bobby. So you're the you're the winner of the week in my book and anybody who wasn't you. Is a loser of the week. Um, if you have any takeaways, uh, real quick before we get into the preview, yeah, I could not agree more. People, <laughs> people with people with Irish ties. It was a big weekend for all of us last week. Um, you know that that Brian Kelly play. I've seen that play a million times in my life. Uh, most notably, uh, that should have beaten Florida State in Florida State it was called offensive pass interference, and in it was a almost a game tie in play. At Clemson in a hurricane, 2015, I believe. Uh, oh, so yeah, I remember that, that game. That's his. That's his go-to. So it's you know, I, I saw it coming the whole way. But incredible performance by both teams. So it, it was a great weekend for upsets. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we had nine of the college football playoff top 25 last week go down. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the new rankings. Uh, what is it? Georgia, Ohio State. Uh, my Wolverines, TCU, Tennessee, the top five, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We, I, again, same as last week. Um, I feel like the picture's kind of clear, uh, you know, for the, you know, the teams that are still unbeaten. You take care of business. I don't know if there's going to be four undefeated teams left. Uh, well, actually, there's going to be three left, and then it's an argument over a a one-loss team, so uh, we'll get to that point. We'll have time to talk about that. I feel like, you know, when we get to that point, what is it? Sadly, three weeks, three, yeah. four weeks, three weeks from now. Oh boy. Anyway, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Not that that matters because uh, you guys don't hear this live. But anyway, uh, we'll look at NFL Week Ten. Oh God, it's uh, we got like four. Four games to talk about there. Uh, not a great week. A so-so week. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. And a college football week 11. Let's jump into that right now, Bobby, if you want. Um, we'll start in the ACC. Those Clemson Tigers that you uh, you uh, beat last week, they're 10th in the country now, according to the playoff rankings. They're a seven-point favorite at home at 330 on ESPN. Host on the Louisville Cardinals, uh, 52 is the total. I'll have you do the honors here. Do you want to take a crack at this one first or pass? or What do we do? What's your prognostication? Yeah, um, seeing Clemson most recently here, I'll go ahead and lead off with this one since I've seen what they have been so far. Um, you know, it's not the Clemson of old. I mean, Irish, they've got the blueprint down to beat them this week. Um, you know, play hard on the corners, set the edges with your corners, um, make DJ have to pass and shut down the Shipley, and you win the game. I mean, they really – don't have any other options on that. You know, they tried to come out with Klubnik in the second half and, you know, three plays in, he's throwing a game-turning interception, um, and then he was sat the rest of the way again. Um, the one way they did have success, hurry-up offense, 
um, you know, quick passes, screens, and slants. They they came alive a little bit there in the fourth quarter and got two touchdowns, but at that point it was irrelevant. Irish was playing prevent. But as long as you shut them down on the outside and force them to throw the ball deep, you're, you're going to have a great uh, recipe for success to win there. Louisville, they've come on strong recently. I just don't see it with them. So I like Clemson, but I like Louisville to cover. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of a pass because I, I get it. Louisville, they, they played a lot better of late. Um, they're getting a lot of turnovers, and sometimes that's just flat-out luck. Sometimes that's um, you're, you're making those plays happen and stuff like that. And I'm not saying Klubnik, if he goes, or DJ isn't turnover candidate. You just mentioned it, but um, I don't know. It's it's I don't really trust either side. I think I would lean towards Louisville with you taking the points. Um, maybe seven's a little too too high. I I wish I had that that um, you know belief in Clemson that this is this is a get right spot for them. But I I just can't. You're right. I can't get there with the offense. Um, and then you thought the thing you could rely on, and I know you guys have a, a good offense line and and um, a big back, and he's tough to stop. But man, you guys shoved it down their throat last week, and um, Louisville might not have that power running game, but they do have uh, the quarterback there, Malik Cunningham, who has some wheels, so that might present some challenges too. So yeah, I I was go softly lean towards Louisville plus seven. I think Clemson ultimately wins the game. Not a ton of confidence in that selection at all. Uh, we'll stay in that 3.30 window on CBS here, the SEC game of the week. Uh, we got number nine, Alabama, at number 11, Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, uh, where are we at here? 11.5 point favorites right now. 64.5 is the total. I mean, I can't believe we're at this point right now. I'm taking the points, dude. I don't know if Ole Miss wins the game. They're off a bye. Um, Saban owns his former assistants. We all know the story. But again, we talked about it last week with the LSU game. Saban, this team, a road favorite, just doesn't really hit the board. I mean, you get they what were they like nineteen point favorites at Texas? They won the game by one. Uh, they looked a little sluggish in Starkville. I think they ended up covering that game, but uh, Tennessee obviously they didn't cover LSU. They didn't cover so. They're one and three this year as the road favorites, and here we in a, here are in another spot. That place is going to be jumping down there in Oxford at the Grove. Like, give me the points. I think Alabama wins probably the over two. How say you? I, I'm on Ole Miss this week. I I think to win. Alabama, yeah, to win outright. Okay, wow. Okay, Bob. So, I like it. Yeah, hammering the plus eleven and a half, obviously there then. But this Alabama team is just not the same Alabama we've seen no. the last five, six years. The, the, the receiving core is not up to par with what it has been. Obviously losing a Heisman candidate and a couple of first-round picks in the last few years. I mean, you're going to have that, but it's you're Alabama. You're supposed to bring in the next guy. Um, they just haven't yet on offense. Uh, they can run the ball, and they can control the ball, and they can sustain drives. Um, but when they're forced to pass, it, it's just not there. And you know we've seen that in their two losses. So I, I think that Ole Miss can shut them down um, – and kind of make them force the pass. And like you said it there, the, the Grove is going to be rocking. Uh, the pre-snap penalties, Alabama is one of the most penalized teams in the country. Yeah, that's um, bizarre, man. You're right. Yeah, that's not like a, a Saban team. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of pre-snap penalties, a lot of you know issues holding legal men downfield. We're going to see that from Alabama. So I'm, I'm on the Rebels outright. Um, it kind of gives them an outside chance to stay in that SEC title race. Yeah, um, we'll get we'll get to that game in the notables that might 
turn the uh, West upside down kind of a fishing line. But we'll move on. How about a group of five uh, showdown here? Two top 25 teams. Number 22, UCF, the Golden Knights, on the road at number 17, Tulane, the Green Wave. AAC battle here. The Green Wave, one-and-a-half point favorites. 54-and-a-half is your total here. Close shave game. That's what Vegas is saying here. Um, what's uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Interesting game. Uh, winner obviously has the inside track uh, as of right now to the uh, Group of Five invitation to a New Year's Six bowl game here. Yeah, I, I've been on Tulane the last few weeks. I, I feel like they're well-oiled. They're a step below what we've seen in Cincinnati the last few years. They're they're on par with that. You know, they get the recruits from Louisiana, they get the in-state guys, and they get them to buy in. We've seen that this year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, you know, interesting game. You know, UCF has a great offense, seventh in the nation in total yards, um, points, top top thirty team in the country. And Tulane's got a really good stout defense. They, you know, they don't give up a lot of points. Um, they're really good on third downs. And, you know, they get off the field and their offense can control the ball in time of possession. Um, so having this one at home is going to be huge for Tulane. Um, I'm riding the green wave. Um, I, I, w- I would take Tulane minus one and a half. I, I, I just think, you know, this isn't going to be a one point game. It's, you know, three or more to me if the win is either way. Yeah, I, re- I it's a soft lean for me. I'll, I'll just take the home team here. I think UCF Gus Malzahn. Uh, if they get John Rice Plumley back, a quarterback, that makes them a, a real threat to win this game. But I don't know about his availability. The backup went – he played well. The backup, uh, the kid, I forget his name, he went last week, uh, played the whole second half against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. So you would think maybe Plumley's back in the lineup. I don't know. But um, Greenway, they, Tulane, the Greenway, they got a good quarterback, Michael Pratt. And, yeah, they're led by that defense. Um they kind of and they beat Kansas State weirdly enough this year in Manhattan, one of their signature wins. They kind of remind me of a, of a Bill Snyder coached uh, Kansas State team. Low turnover team, hardly penalized, great defense, complimentary football in the special teams game and the offensive game. And um, I just think that crowd down there, um, they're going to be ready. This is the biggest game they've had since. Sean King when they were like what was that 2000 or 99 I think they had an undefeated season so um, I think that place will be nuts Uh, should be a hell of an environment a good football game to watch in the group of five moving on we move out to the Pac-12 seven o'clock kick here for this one rivalry game two top 25 teams they snuck Washington in at the 25 spot the Huskies are on the road they go in the Autzen Stadium Take on the Oregon Ducks. Oregon sixth in the new playoff rankings. Seven o'clock on Fox. Oregon thirteen and a half point favorite. Seventy-two and a half is your total. So uh, a lot of points uh, expected in this one. I think Oregon. I think Oregon smacks them. I don't think Washington. I get it. Penix is good. They got an explosive offense, but I feel like they're more formidable at, on in Husky Stadium at home. Coming in the Autzen, Oregon, they, they hammer Washington over the last decade plus. So I'm going to go Ducks. I'll lay the number. Strongly, not a lock. How say you? I'm in on the Ducks as well. Washington's one of those up-and-down teams. They have great wins and terrible losses. Um, you know, 25, like you said, they snuck them in there. I don't know if that's, you know, just getting another Pac-12 team in. 
um, just to kind of make it look like a better conference for one of those top three teams to get to the playoff um, with wins on their schedule. So you said it, Penix, he's a good quarterback, but he's not great. Bo Nix has completely transformed from what he was at Auburn. It's incredible. Yeah, in this Oregon offense to a top five Heisman candidate likely. Definitely going to New York if they went out here. Um, And I will be vindicated because after the Oregon game where he beat Oregon as a freshman, I said he'll win the Heisman in the future. So (laughs) this would be huge for my Bo Nix Heisman future. Um, It's – it's a night game in Autzen, like you said. It's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be rowdy, and this is a this is a great underrated rivalry. I don't think that gets stated enough. Uh, if you follow some Oregon alumni on um, Twitter, like Jeff Shorts, good follow. Um, always has good insight on Oregon, Washington. Um, I'm rolling with you. I'm with the Ducks. I'm I'll take Washington to cover the thirteen and a half, but I'm on the Ducks to win outright. Yeah, it's it is kind of enticing. It, it feels like it's too much. I like I said it. I got a strong lean towards Oregon, uh, but not a lot. Uh, moving on here, 7.30 Eastern Time, ACC. If you want to talk about points, this one uh, might be a uh, put-the-lights-out-of-the-scoreboard uh, type game. Number 15, the Tar Heels of North Carolina on the road at Wake Forest. Unranked, 6-3 uh, and three record for the Demon Deeks. Wake, a four-point home favorite. 77 is your total in this one. Bobby, are you going to ride the lightning? Are you taking the over? Does North Carolina keep winning? Uh, they're surprisingly 8-1, a t- top 15 team in the country. Uh, what do you think happens in this ACC duel? Yeah, I'm, I'm hammering the over in this one. In, in, in wins, North Carolina hasn't scored below 27 points. So that's that's an easy easy over for me for them to get that at least. You know, they're, they're averaging upwards of 35 points a game. Um, uh, Wake Forest, I'm sorry. Same thing. They're a great offense. Since Hartman's came back, they've been really good. Um, some questionable losses here and there, but um, they, they find a way to get things done and w- win some games. And it's it's a North Carolina rivalry. It's, you know, you know Winston-Salem versus Raleigh. I mean, it, you talk about that down there. Um, I'm hammering the over. I'm on North Carolina. I think they're just too good. I think they win the ACC. I would think they win the title game coming out of there. Um, their, their offense and Drake may are just a well-oiled machine and it, it's tough to stop them. And only one team's done it so far this year. Yeah. I, man, I, I think it's a, I think there's three or four lines and we'll get to a couple of them here in the notable section here in a little bit. I think there's a handful of lines this week that I'm just going to steer into them. This one's a little bit fishy um, to me that wakes a favorite. I know they got a good offense Neither team plays any defense. I, I think 77 is a justified total um, that, you know, it's not crazy to take the over here. Uh, that's for sure. I just think it's fishy. Um, this could be wake season, um, and this could get them up into a better bowl game. Um, I guess they're probably out of it. They are, I think, out in their division. So this is kind of a Super Bowl for them. The line stinks. I'll, I'll lay the fourth wake. It's probably a field goal game, though. Either way, uh, North Carolina, they, they, they just keep winning. Um, other than when you guys kicked their ass early in the year uh, back in September. I mean, they've had some weird games, some shootouts. Um, but here they are, 8-1, middle of November. So hats off to them. Maybe they could keep it rolling. Uh, we, we shall see. Uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. Another 7.30 game, last of the big games we'll preview before we get to the notable section here. 
Texas, number 18 in the country, seven-point favorites at home. Number four, TCU, comes in to Austin. 65 is the total. Man, this stinks too to me. Um, if you just removed the logos, the number four team going into the 18th-ranked team in the country, I would feel like the number four team should be favored. Maybe a small favorite, but they're a, a full touchdown dog here. Um I think I'm going to steer into much like the weight game. I think it's probably too much. It's, it's probably a field goal game here in this one, probably a high scoring big 12 affair TCU. They keep winning. They keep knocking out starting quarterbacks. So watch out Quinn Ewers, but I'm going to take Texas at home and the side note, maybe you'll have this in your, uh, your spiel, your prognostication here, Bobby Gary Patterson's on the Texas coaching staff. Now, this one is win one for Gary and a sweaty golf shirt. Fucking let's do it. Horns up. That's where I'm going. Uh, where are you at with this football game? Uh, I'm completely opposite of you here. Oh, I, okay. I, I think this is going to be a, a defensive game. I think it's going to be in that you know 21, 20 type range. So I'm on TCU. I, I think they're just far and away better equipped for games like this than Texas is. Um, you know, the Alabama game with Texas, you know, they held strong. Would they have won if viewers? We say it almost every week. We never. We will never know. Um, TCU, Max Dugan, great quarterback, consistent. Doesn't make them a big mistake. Keeps teams his team in the game. Lets his defense go to work with Sonny Dykes and crew. So I, I'm on TCU. I'm on the under, and I'm on TCU uh, to cover uh, plus seven, definitely. Um, I think this will be a great game. Um, you know, possible rematch. Um, you know, if some things fall away, because these are the top two teams in the Big 12 right now, and Texas is second with two losses tied with some other folks. Um, you know, they got some head-to-heads coming up later in the year that may just determine who goes to the Big 12 title game, but I, I, I think TCU locks their, locks himself in here with this one. By the way, that's a uh, that's an ABC game. I don't know if I mentioned where that was at, but that's the big game preview, so let's move into the Notables for Week 11. We got a little Friday night flair here in the AAC East Carolina, the Pirates, six and three on the road at the Cincinnati Bearcats, seven and two. Big game in this conference. Um, Cincinnati, a five-point favorite, fifty-two. Even is your total here Friday night in Nipper. Uh, should be a good environment. Um, what do you What do you got on this one, if anything? Mm, one of my locks here coming up later. So I'll oh, okay, my pick. Uh, all um, right. But Bearcats are looking pretty good. You know they've had some. Um, some, some bad luck here and there uh, with two losses this year. Uh, still a good football team. Still make a really good bowl game. Uh, but ECU comes on strong. Um, their quarterback there, the local boy, um, he keeps them in games and he makes some big-time plays. So I, it'll be a close game. And, and like I said, I'll save my lock till later. I like the Pirates. I think it's a weird Vegas zone uh, spread there with five. Um, man, Keith Mitchell, the sophomore running back, a little water bug. He can fly. I got a good receiver, CJ Johnson, a big target. Holton Aylers has played at ECU for a million years. Um, and this is a this is kind of a juju play of the week, a good juju play of the week. Uh, a listener, one of my buddies, um, he has a, a future on ECU. Uh, he had their win total, one of his big future plays. And I think he sprinkled a little 18 to 1, I think it was, for the AAC championship. So uh, I'm rooting for ECU to to get in the championship game and give him an opportunity to either win some money, more money, or hedge a game on buddy of mine. Shout out the shout out to TJ there. So uh, 
you know, that <laughs> I, I think they could go in there and win the game. Um, I think they can keep it close at least anyway. And I mean, Cincinnati's not quite Cincinnati. They were last year or the year before the year before they're, they're just a little, a little down kind of the quarterback play has been a little shaky. Uh, their defense is still good. So um, I, I kind of like the, this game though. Should be a fun one. Let's move to Saturday in the noon window, a big 10 West showdown here. Number 21, Illinois, six and a half point favorites hosting the Boilermakers at Purdue. 44 and a half is the total. ESPN2 noon kickoff here. I feel like, man, I feel like Purdue the last month, they've been shaky. Um, Illinois, they're coming off an embarrassing loss to Michigan State. They outgained Michigan State by over 150 yards, but. One of six on fourth downs in the football game. That's kind of the difference in the football game there. I think they kind of get back on track here. Uh, they need a win to kind of get a stranglehold back on this West title race uh, in the division. So I'll take Illinois. I trust their defense. Maybe six and a half is a little too steep, so stay away on the spread. But I think Illinois wins the game. Uh, where are you at in this Big Ten showdown? Yeah, fun little rivalry game here in the West. Um, I'm with you. I, I'm on Illinois. Their defense is is, is just too good to um, lose a game like this, especially at home. Um, you know, I, I think they get to the big the big uh, Big Ten title game. Let me get it out of my mouth there. Um, and I think this is one that kind of propels them there. I think they win out, uh, not win out, um, win out in the West, um, and that kind of yeah. solidifies them there. Um, I, I think Illinois. I, I, they, they've just they've bought they've went through a bunch of bad years um these guys finally bought in with bielma and he's he's a big 10 west guy um big 10 west is football for him um so i i i just don't see them losing this game um yeah i'm i'm staying away though i think it's a three-point game i i i would not trust putting any wager on on illinois or purdue either way on this one all right, move to ESPN at noon. Number seven, LSU on the road at Arkansas. The Hogs five and four on the air. LSU seven and two. LSU a three and a half point favorite. 62 is the total. Another smelly, smelly line, but I will give you first crack at this one uh, with your boy Brian Kelly here. Mm, trap game, I feel like. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've seen Brian Kelly for 11 years win some nice games and then come out and stink it up the next week. Um, you know, 11 a.m. kickoff in Arkansas. It's, it's going to yep. be hot early morning there. Um, you know, is, is, is he going to have the team ready? I, I think they can do just I think they can out-athlete Arkansas enough to win. Um, but Golden Boot's a hell of a trophy, uh, one of my favorite rivalry games. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arkansas always shows up for it, and you know, I think they want to salvage their season. They're on the cusp of bull eligibility. I uh, got to get this one. So I'm going to go with LSU to win, but I like I like the Hogs to cover plus four. Yeah, this to me, this is a definite stay away. I love the spot for Arkansas. Um, they get embarrassed last week. They lose at home to Liberty. LSU obviously beats Alabama, the biggest one they've had since uh, 2019 with Burrow and those guys by far. Um, looks like LSU's in the catbird seat to, to roll into Atlanta as the SEC West champs. Just a perfect spot. The line is stinky as hell. LSU should be favored by more than three and a half, four for sure. But KJ Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, he's he's nicked up. I think he goes. Haven't seen anything that definitively that he isn't going to play. But him not at full strength. 
I'm hesitant not to play Arkansas. I would understand why anybody would play Arkansas, though. This is a smelly-ass spot for sure. So uh, I guess going the head, I, I, I'm with you. I'd probably take the points. Maybe LSU pulls it out uh, since they're better. They got more to play for. But Arkansas still trying to get the bowl eligibility. Um, golden boots on the line. They're, they're going to come ready to play um, regardless. So to me, it's a stay away. But, yeah, gun the head, I'll, I'll take LSU to pull one out by the hair of their chinny chin chin. All right, we go to noon. We'll stay at noon, I should say. ABC, you're Irish, Bobby. 20th in the playoff ranking, 6-3. and three, uh, Annual rivalry game. Um, I think it's in Baltimore this year, correct? Anyway, yes. they're, yeah, they're taking on the Naval Academy. Uh, Notre Dame, 15.5-point favorites, 40. Uh, almost your Big Ten total of the week. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, 40 is your total even. Um, I'll I'll get out of your way here. Wax poet about your Irish. Just say what you want. Go for it. Yeah, they're they're on a roll. Uh, coming off the big win, you know, was, it's it's a new regime. I I just mentioned, you know, Kelly after big wins has the letdown. Um, so this is Marcus Freeman's team, and it, it, to me, it's a different it's a different attitude around this team, a whole different culture. I don't think he will let them, you know, rest on their morals. So I, I think they go in and they take care of business here. Was toying with going to this game, um, visiting the in-laws down in Annapolis, about an hour drive north to Baltimore. Um, was toying with it, but you know the weather coming in and the weather's going to take a significant downturn to in the 40s and 20s here next week. So I was like, yeah, it's just not worth it. Um, so I, Irish, Irish, it, it presents a whole new challenge because of the triple option. Um, luckily, Al Golden has seen it a lot um, in his time as a head coach and coordinator in the Big East and the ACC in the past. So that, that gives me a hope there. Um, and the Navy's just not very good. Um, they're not the same Navy they used to be in the mid-2010s when they were beating the Irish um, and kind of taking care of business. So I think the Irish go in. I think the Irish are a three-touchdown win in this one. Um, I don't have the, the scores crashed on me, so I don't have the spread up. But I can I, – I, I can 15 and a half right now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll take the Irish to cover in this one. Yeah, strong lean towards Notre Dame. Uh, I know the triple option, a little worrisome with one week of preparation, but the, like you said, Navy's not good. Uh, even Notre Dame in a little bit of a letdown spot here. I, I still think you guys are figuring stuff out, so uh, I think you guys hammered them. Um, so that that's that's where I'm at. Uh, moving on to my boys here, 3.30 Eastern time, also on ABC. Uh, three and six in Nebraska. The Cornhuskers on the road taking on the third-ranked Michigan Wolverines. This line has ballooned up to 31 currently. 48 and a half is the total. Uh, that news is uh, Casey Thompson, the Nebraska quarterback, going to be out, not making the trip to Ann Arbor yet again. Well, he might make the trip, but he's not dressing. So it's uh, Chubba Purdy and I forget the other kid's name. Uh, we'll we'll see snaps. Um, Mickey Joseph has took over Nebraska. They've been plucky. A couple weeks here or there, but, man, their defense, their tackling, their offense, not a ton to be desired. Uh, Michigan, the last few weeks, has done this thing where the first half, they're they're kind of like a boxer. The first half, they come out, uh, and they're just trying to fill it out. They go in the halftime, they make adjustments, and then they just suck the life completely out of these teams uh, with their defense, and the, the running game starts wearing people down, but... uh. 31, it's an, it's an awful lot, but maybe this will be kind of a net crack game for us. Uh, we actually play well and, and score. 
in the first half. So uh, Michigan's going to win. Not to sound cocky, uh, but uh, do they cover? Um, I like the over 48 and a half, even not getting a ton of help for Nebraska. I think Michigan could score in the mid 40s here by themselves. Uh, so that, that's where I'm at. Any any additional thoughts on this uh, this football game, Bob? Uh, no, you, you said it all there. Michigan definitely was. They're they're in no chance of losing this game. I don't think. Um, and I, I would take the over as well. Like you said, you know they can score 40, 50 on their themselves. Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, we stay in the Big Ten at three thirty here um, on Fox Sports One. Five and four teams battling out in the West, still alive. We got the Badgers of Wisconsin, one and a half point road favorites at Iowa. And your Big Ten total of the week is thirty five. It's presented by Burger King. I'm just kidding. I mean, if Burger King wants to sponsor the Big Ten total week or the show, they can. But anyway, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Big Ten West slugfest here. Um, Bobby, I'll, I'll throw this one to you here. One and a half point favorite is the Badgers. What, what, what are you going here? Should be ugly, um, but the game is kind of important towards the Big Ten West that's up in the air. How say you? Yeah, and I think both of these teams are – tied for second in the in the west illinois so must win for both of them here uh, i think wisconsin holds the tiebreaker right now if i'm looking right um yeah i love the under I, i'm rooting for the under on this one give me give me a, <laughs> it was 27 to 7 last year so that was 34 points um so 35 is definitely in play uh iowa needs this one more they have or nope they are they're tied at both three and three in the conference um, yeah so uh, Iowa does lose a tiebreaker to Purdue, who is between these two teams in the sandwich there. I, I like Wisconsin's running game a little bit better. Uh, their offense is just a little bit better than what Iowa presents. Um, so that that's where I'm going. So give me Wisconsin. Give me Wisconsin to cover as well. I and differ. Okay. I, I, I like the under. I differ. I think was, or, uh, Iowa just at Kinnick, uh, that gives me the slight edge. I don't have a ton of conviction. Does it sound like you do? Uh, either mm-hmm. on this football game, so uh, definitely a coin flip with the line. Should should be uh, knock them down, belly up, Big Ten football. Um, whoever has the least amount of turnovers and the most rushing yards probably wins this football game. Uh, but to some, it will be a thing of beauty. To others, it will be an eyesore. Uh, we will stay in the Big Ten one more time here for three thirty tilt on Fox six and three Maryland on the road. The Terps. Go into number 14, Penn State, uh, the Nittany Lions, 14th ranked team in the country. They're a 10.5-point favorite. 57 is the total in this one. I almost locked up the Nittany Lions here. They, I mean, Penn State, you look historically, um, I don't know if it's a recruiting thing with Maryland or what is, or what, like, I don't know what it is with this kind of made-up rivalry from Maryland's end, but Penn State just smacks these guys around usually, and uh, I think they do that again. Um, ten and a half, give me, and I think they win by two touchdowns. Um, where where are you at with the uh, Maryland Penn State? Yeah, this this made up rivalry only <laughs> it only rivals the other best made up rivalry in the civil conflict with UConn and UCF. Um, I, that's, I just, that's a good shout. Yeah, I I just don't get why people keep trying to make this a thing. Maryland is not anywhere close to the same level as Penn state is in football no. um, nationally speaking, recruiting wise, Maryland gets enough, you know, they have enough soft enough um, non-conference schedule that they can get boy eligible. 
they they belong back in the ACC. Um, it, it, it just make it right. Um, but yeah, Penn State, I'm locking them up ten and a half. I, I think that's easy enough. Um, Penn State, they're just kind of hanging around, hoping um, you know some things fall their way that you know Buckeyes lose once or twice, and same with the Wolverines, and they both take each other out. Um, obviously, not holding the tiebreaker there. Um, but you know, if they hang around long enough, they can try to sneak their way into a Rose Bowl or a New Year's Six bid. Um, so I think that's just what Penn State's track record is. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I got to say about that. And Penn State lock them up ten and a half. All right, seven o'clock on ESPN and SEC uh, cross division showdown. Number one Georgia on the road at Mississippi State Bulldogs sixteen and a half point favorites. Fifty three and a half is the total. I will give you uh, first dibs at this one. How's it going to go? The Bulldogs are definitely going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can confirm. Um, Lock of the century. Yeah. I, uh, this is going to be a slaughter. I don't think Mississippi State is as good as what they seem to be. Um, Georgia's defense is real. They, they shut down the pass. They, they took it to Tennessee on defense. I think they'll do the same because Leach's offense is the same. Only concern I have is if, if they can't get off the field in third downs and drives extend, um, no huddle, pass offense, are they going to get tired? That's my only concern. Um, so I'm going to take the Georgia Bulldogs to win outright. Uh, but give me Mississippi State to score enough to keep it close and cover. See, here's my thing. I, I disagree. I, I, I It's a very, very strong lean towards laying the 16-and-a-half here with Georgia. Um, even in a little bit of a letdown spot, that big game last week against Tennessee, dominant win for the Bulldogs. Uh, score was closer uh, than the game dictated, if you watched. Um, but I think Alabama was like 22 or 23-point favorites uh, when they played at Mississippi State. And I feel like you're getting a little bit of a deal here with Georgia laying under 17. Um, I think, like I said, even at a letdown spot, potentially, I think they can win this game by 20, 20, you know, 20, 21. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, Mississippi State was uh, a 21-point dog against Alabama. Alabama beat them 30-6, to six, so they covered. I could see a similar type score, and you're getting that value. So it's very strong lean towards the Bulldogs of the Georgia variety to uh, to cover. Uh, two more games to get through here. We'll, we will go to uh, the Big 12 here. 7 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Number 19, Kansas State on the road at a surging Baylor Bears. Baylor, two-and-a-half point home favorites. 52-and-a-half is the total. This is one of my locks. Um, so I will, uh, let you speak on this game and, uh, what you think is going to happen. Yes, this is going to be a good game. Like you said, Baylor is surging, um, and they're right there at the top of the big 12, just hanging around in that second spot in that four way tie. Um, and one team they're tied with is Kansas state Wildcats yep. um, must win for each of them here. Uh, so whoever comes out of this is definitely going to be second in, in the driver's seat to get to the big 12 title game. Um, depending on you know if Texas loses the TCU, so it, it's all up there in the front. Um, Kansas State slid a few weeks in a row here, um, losing the game to Texas. Um, that's a tough one there, um, and then that TCU where they lost as well. And Baylor Bears, good offense, they're coming alive, getting this game at home. They know what they got in front of them. I think Dave Aranda is going to have them ready to play. So I'm going to ride with the Bears. Final game, 8 Eastern time on ACC Network. Number 23, Florida State, the Seminoles, a seven-point road favorite. 
in the Carrier Dome, taking on the Syracuse Orange. 51 is the total on this one. What's going to happen here, man? I, I, I like the four state Seminoles. I, I think, you know, they like much like Baylor last few weeks, they've just been steady, getting better, getting better. And it's finally starting to come together for Norvell down there. Syracuse on the opposite track. They lost a couple here in a row. Clemson, the Irish, uh, falling out of the top 25. So it, it, it's not looking good for them. As always, Carrier Dome is a tough place to play. I will say that. Um, but Florida State will just out athlete Syracuse to the win of this game. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, these are like ships passing in the night opposite directions. Uh, Florida State, low-key, They're if you look at some of the advanced numbers, Sp- Florida State has had uh, one of the most explosive offenses in the country this year. Um, I like the Knowles. Very strong lean. I think seven. I think they can go and win by double digits. So, uh, yeah, I gun to head. I would definitely lay it with the Knowles. Uh, I think they, w- they win the football game. Real quick, we'll run through. We're just going to do our upset alert check here. Games we didn't cover. Colorado at number eight, USC on Friday night. Does that do anything to you? Not not in the slightest. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Saturday at noon, Vandy at number 24, Kentucky? No. All right. Staying at noon, Missouri at number five, Tennessee? Nothing. Tennessee back on track. Yeah. Uh, Indiana at number two, Ohio State in the noon window. 40-point spread. (laughs) uh, Indiana covers. Okay. Uh, 3.30, Boston College at number 16, NC State, 19-point spread. Uh, Too much Boston College covered, but they lose the game. Uh, Stanford, 24-point road dogs uh, at number 13, Utah at 10 Eastern on ESPN. Mm, I'm hammering the Utes. Yep. And final one, Arizona at number 12, UCLA, 1030. Uh, that's a 20-point spread in favor of the Bruins. Yeah, uh, Bruins. All right, man. I, I don't disagree with any uh, any of those with you, so uh, we'll move on to a very short <laughs> NFL slate. Uh, so we got the uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll run through the schedule, and then we'll preview the our two games and the two uh, – Two, two or three big games. I'll throw a third one on there. So we got the uh, tonight, Thursday night, Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, Browns at the Dolphins, Sunday at one. Uh, Detroit at Chicago, also at one on Sunday. Broncos at Titans at one o'clock. Texans at Giants at one o'clock. Jags at Chiefs, one o'clock. 405, we got the Colts at the Raiders. Uh, 425, we got the Cowboys at the Packers. I mean, I can't believe we're not talking about that game, but it is what it is. Also, at 425, Cardinals at the Rams, and uh, that should about cover it, and then we'll we'll talk about five games here. But we will start with our teams, man. Uh, we'll go with the 1 o'clock one on Sunday, Saints at the Steelers. Uh, let's see what the gambling particulars are. Saints, one-and-a-half point favorites. 40 is your over-under total. On Fox, one o'clock Sunday. Um, take it away. You have any thoughts on this? Ooh, I, I pity the people that are forced to watch this one because they don't have Sunday ticket and they live in the <laughs> Pittsburgh or New Orleans market. It's going to be bad. Um, I, the under is definitely in play here. Steelers score like 15 points a game. Saints don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Whoever it is, they all stink. Um, yeah. Both both these teams are just in rebuilding. They're just trying to 
play for a draft pick, I think. A little more luck this year with their schedule. Um, they come off the tough one to the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. Um, Steelers, I, I think the Steelers actually win this game. Um, they're not the best team at home. They're not the best team at, at all this year. Um, but I, I think, you know, the bye week do them good. Um, you know, Chase Claypool's not there, so there's less options. But that means more targets for other guys. Somebody else has got to step up now. Um, and I think we'll see Kenny Pickett with a little bit more a little bit more of a playbook opened up. And, you know, I feel like they kept him on the rollouts, kept him on the short passes, haven't really thrown it deep. Um, and that was one of Claypool's complaints was they didn't throw the ball deep enough. Um, so I think we'll see the Steelers kind of open it up and try to play with a few things and just build for next year. They know they're going to be aiming for a top 10 pick, um, but they, they got to do something just to keep things lively. Um, so give me the Steelers. Give me the under. Yeah, to me, it's a pass. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd lean maybe you guys. You're at home, off a of bye. It's cold this weekend in the Midwest. Um, so, but, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pass. Uh, we moved to my team Sunday night. Uh, the 49ers off a of bye at home. Seven-point home favorites. The total, 45-and-a-half. The Los Angeles Chargers come to town. To me, I mean, you give Shanahan two weeks. I think that bodes well for us. Maybe we get a little bit healthier with two weeks. Uh, so I think we win the game. I don't trust the Chargers. Man, seven, that feels steep. So I guess I'll take the points. Um, not a strong lean. I, I think the Niners get the job done on Sunday night in the Bay. But uh, do, you, uh, do you have a pick in this one? Yeah, uh, future Super Bowl preview maybe. Um, it could happen. Um, Battle of California. Um, both teams sitting at seventh in their respective conferences right now. Yep. Um, for me, for me, it comes down to health and San Francisco is healthier and they got, you know, a guy that is built for their offense in McCaffrey um, and chargers, not healthy, lost some guys on defense. Offense is a whole other story. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I'm riding with the 49ers to win this one. Um, I, I, I'm going to stay away. I just, it's the line's too close in an NFL game for me to, to touch this one. All right, we move to Sunday, 9.30 Eastern time on NFL Network. A game in Munich, Germany. Uh, we got the Seahawks, 6-3, and uh, taking on the Buccaneers, 4-5, and five, but Tampa Bay now. Uh, yeah, first place team in the uh, crappy, crummy NFC South. Uh, the Bucs, two-and-a-half point favorites. 44-and-a-half is the total in this football game. Weird spot. I don't know. Well, I want to hear what you got in this game. I'm still up in the air with it. Oh man, I I have no <laughs> idea. Where to go. I, uh, I I think the Seahawks are the better football team right now. So, uh, yeah, I do too. We could better, talk this out. Yeah, better offensively for sure. Better um, run game. Kenneth yeah. Walker looks great. Yeah, yeah, he's really came on. I wish I wouldn't have dropped him in fantasy in week one. Um, but the Buccaneers. I mean. Tom Brady, he could get those that stem cell stuff done over there. That's that, that's legal in Germany. I'll tell you what, um, that's so, a hell of a point you just made. So maybe there's some rejuvenation going on. Um, it's always a possibility. Uh, being early, I feel like a team that is set up for success that has the background and travel is the Buccaneers. Uh, I feel like the leadership there is a little bit better than what it is in um, Seattle. So I'm going to ride with the Buccaneers and I'm going to take them to cover two and a half. I'll ju- just for the hell of it. I'll go the opposite. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think uh, who knows. It's a weird spot. Um, 
weird travel. What? Uh, yeah, who, who the fuck knows? Um, all right, this one's actually very intriguing here. One o'clock on Fox. We got the seven and one Minnesota Vikings on the road going into Buffalo, taking on the Bills. The Bills six and two on the season. Bills three and a half point home favorites. Forty three and a half is the uh, total on this football game here. I mean, I I like a, I like the Bills in a bounce back here. I'm kind of I think the Vikings are in good positioning, especially with their division. Uh, but I I said it last week. I'm I'm just not a believer in this football team. Um, Kirk Cousins, sorry, he he looks okay. He's he's doing cool shit on the plane. He kind of looks swaggy, but uh, I don't know. Josh Allen's elbow kind of that's a little worrisome. I think that's why the line is it's dropped from I think it opened yeah it opened at seven and a half it's down to three and a half so um, maybe the Vikings are public play give me the Bills I think they cover uh, how say you because for me it comes down to if Allen plays or not um, Vikings have had success in games where starting quarterback doesn't play or gets injured uh, I think they were like four and zero or five and zero in those games um, so this this all comes down to Allen I Case Keenum's a serviceable backup but he can't open the field up like Josh Allen can. He can't run the ball like Josh Allen can. That'll be open season on blitzing. And, you know, Vikings will just bring more people than they can block, and that's that's, that's the game. Um, so it all hinges to me on what Allen's health is on Sunday morning. Um, at this point, if he's playing, I'm with you on the Bills at home, cold weather, possibly rain, snow. Um, I, I, I love that. But if he's not there, uh, I'm going to take the run game with the Vikings. Final one, Monday night, ESPN 8:15 Eastern Time, NFC East Showdown. The Washington Redskins football team commanders on the road. Uh, they're 4-5 and five on the season, by the way. Taking on the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles in Philly at the link. Uh, Eagles laying 11 points. 44 is your total here. Um, I will give you last uh, crack at the uh, preview here. What do you think, Commanders, Eagles? Uh, yeah, the the city of Philadelphia. It's it's been a been a week since they lost the World Series, so they're, they're itching for some some fresh blood. Uh, the Commanders, they're I mean Heineke, if he's playing, I think they'll stand a chance. Uh, but the Eagles are just too good. Um, they, they the Commanders' defense. Uh, I hate saying the Commanders, uh, just not good. <laughs> Um, so I, I expect a big game for Devontae Smith, Hurts, and A.J. Brown. Um, and I think they, you know, third, fourth quarter, um, the running game for the Eagles will ice this one. So I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I'll take the points. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll lay. I'll lay the 11. I, I mean, it's a division game. It, it seems steep, but it, the Eagles, Eagles' first half might be the play. They are a dominant team, especially in the second quarter. Uh, so, I, you know, their offensive line's great. Their defensive line's playing well. Secondary, like, they're buzzing. So, uh, yeah, I like the Eagles. A little bit of a mismatch there. Uh, Bobby, I have four locks, three college games, and uh, I got a UFC fight um, that I, I have a lock on. And then we'll get the hell out of here. Also... Where where are you on uh you you like uh you like the fights you like the cage fights you in the UFC, uh two eighty one the Saturday big big card, um if not we don't have to talk too much about it but uh your your thoughts on the, the UFC you a fan yeah. uh I'm kind of a fringe fan like you know, right. in, in high school and early in college I I was into it and then McGregor came around and I was a big McGregor guy. 
Um, I just haven't really followed it as closely since. I couldn't even tell you who's on the card this week. Um, so that, that that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'll, I'll tune in the highlights the next day. Um, you know, go to B Dubs or Roosters and watch it if it's on. Uh, but I'm not going to sit at home or go to a place to watch the, the fights anymore just because it doesn't have the same appeal that it did in those late 2000s for me. Fair enough. All right, let's go. Let's go locks, and then I I will uh, talk about the, the two main UFC fights on this big card. Uh, it's it's litter, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, like I said, I got three college plays and a uh, UFC play. How many locks do you have, sir? I got three college this week. All right. Well, I will go with my first one. Oh, we talked about it in the notable games. I uh, kind of passed on the Baylor and the Kansas State game. Give me the home team. Give me the Bears at home. They're two and a half point favorite. Again, if it's three or under, my new strategy is to say fuck those points, pay the extra juice. Uh, money line minus one thirty. Baylor. They get the job done. They win the football game. That's lock number one. How about your first play? Yeah, I hate to do this to your buddy TJ, but I got the Cincinnati Bearcats that's minus fine. five. They uh, he think... might he might be mad at you, but that's not <laughs> that's not on me. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm on the Bearcats to take down the Pirates here. All right, so you're laying laying the fig with the uh, laying the figure with the uh, Cincinnati. Uh, my second play, I got the under forty six and a half in Army at Troy. Mm. Troy, one of the best defenses that nobody knows about, especially in the Group of Five. Uh, John Marshall, the uh, the linebacker, uh, spelled like Marshall Law, by the way. Uh, one of the best linebackers, undersized, but maybe he'll get a shot in the NFL. Um, they stone people. They don't let anything on the ground. And I know they're playing an option team, but a little nuggy for you guys. They have two assistant coaches that used to coach at Army on the defensive staff. So familiarity. Uh, Army is not the same Army they've been the last few years. Uh, Troy don't have a great offense. Uh, nothing to write home about on that side of the ball as well. Uh, but uh, under 46 and a half, I was surprised. I thought it'd be 40, 39 in that range. So, uh, yeah. Maybe it's a sucker line, but I'll take the under 46 and a half. Oh, with lock number two. What's your second play? Next one I got is the team that just took down the Razorbacks, the Liberty Flames, playing the Connecticut Huskies on the road. 14-point favorite. Uh, they, they're going to the Hugh Freeze offense. Um, it's, it's a resume builder for him. He, he's trying to get back to the SEC. Uh, I think they take down UConn with ease, and I think they score elsewhere by four touchdowns. So give me the Flames 14. All right, I got a one system play this week. Going out to the Pac-12, Arizona State at Washington State. The Cougs, uh, it's up to eight, but I got it at seven and a half. I'll lay the points with Washington State. Like I said, my numbers, um, I think my numbers are, I was two and two last week, by the way. All four of those were system plays, but I I got this tracked uh, real quick. So I'm 34 and 18 overall. But I think the system is eleven and five or eleven and six on the air, so uh, it's hitting the board. It's it's in the plus money. But only had one play, so Washington State minus the seven and a half is my third play. Uh, your selection is yeah. My final play is the Spurrier Bowl, South Carolina, Florida. Oh, Gamecocks. Uh, like I said, I was high on them in the preseason. I, I've been on them this year. Um, that over win total is right there for us. I think it was six and a half in the preseason. They're sitting at six right now. They're an eight-point dog on the road at Florida. They're a much better football team than Florida is. So I like the Gamecocks to get on there and get this one done. 
Okay, South Carolina plus the points. All right, my final play is it, the very first fight, early prelims. Nasty Nikolai from Romania. Nikolai, Nikolai uh, named Mergeron. I, 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 it's a hard name to say, but anyway, I've seen the kid fight. Um, he's got he's got a couple losses. I think he's twelve and two. Going up against a city kickboxer guy um, who. He's dangerous, but the last guy, Nikolai, uh, he TKO'd him. He was from Ukraine, uh, was a nasty Muay Thai striker. This guy loves the fight. He's got one of those like flat, square faces, uh, no-neck kind of guy where you're like, man, this guy loves the fight. So uh, he's plus 105. You know, it's a coin flip fight by those odds, but I'm going to take nasty Nikolai uh, plus 105 to, to get the job done. Real quick, just for shits and giggles here. Uh, the two big fights, not the two mains, but the two big fights uh, Saturday on the main card uh, in the lightweight division, Dustin Poirier, minus 230, going up against Michael Chandler, plus 195. Uh, Bobby, do you want to make a play on this just for fun or whatever? I'll take Chandler. Um, uh, okay. There's, there's some Chandlers in my family, so I'll, I'll go with that. He's uh, well, like I said, he's plus one ninety five. This fight will not be boring. If you watch this fight, it will not be full. It will not be boring. Chandler's fought four, I think, four UFC fights. He's only two and two, but he's had three bonuses of a uh, fight of the night or performance of the night. So he don't fight boring fights. Poirier, uh, a, a big time striker, he puts on a show too. So this will not be a boring fight. In the main event, uh, we got. Israel Adesanya, he is the champ. He's uh, laying 185. He's going up against Alex Pereira, uh, the Brazilian, uh, plus 160. Now, I'll give you the backstory on this before I throw it for a pick. By the way, I'm taking Poirier in that fight, the first fight we mentioned. Um, but Chandler does have a puncher's chance, just to let you know. Uh, but in this uh, Adesanya-Pereira fight, uh, both guys fought twice before. It was uh, in glory of heroes kickboxing. Uh, not in the UFC. Uh, Adesanya kind of got boned in the first fight on a on a split decision. Uh, Pereira got the uh, advantage there. And then the second matchup, Pereira was getting beat in the first round. Actually, there was a standing eight count. The ref came in when he looked dazed. Uh, kind of helped him get that second win. He survived that round. Started, you know, the second round. He he kind of fought. It was a little more even. Probably give Izzy two rounds to zero. Third round. The nasty left hook that Pereira possesses. Uh, he his nickname's Poton, uh, which means like hands of stone. And boy, does this guy have a, a big hand and a big punch. He knocked Izzy, Izzy out in the second fight, so he's two and zero lifetime. But UFC is different than kickboxing. Uh, with all those particulars, uh, you going with the champ or are you going with uh, Pereira here? I'm gonna go with the underdog Pereira. Uh, okay. Like Let's said, go. Made some good points there, and I feel like this is the right situation for the guys like that to step up. I'm on Pereira too. I, I think he's got the eraser. It's a five round fight. Izzy might be like four oh three one on the card going into the fifth round, but uh, you know that eraser's always there. A plus one sixty get a puncher's chance. Uh, Dan Hooker, he's fighting on the main card. He's exciting. Uh, Hangman, the Hangman's his nickname. Uh, Molly the Meatball. Uh, if you're a Barstool fan. Uh, they sponsor a couple of athletes, Patty, the Batty, Pimlet, Molly, uh, the Meatball, McCann. She's fighting an undefeated gal in the uh, prelims, uh, middle of the card. Um, I mean, there's a, there's another undefeated guy, Otman Alazar or Altazar. 
Uh, so this is this is loaded. It's in Madison Square Garden Saturday night. So if you're bored, uh, flick flick the fights on. Go go get the pay per view. Go get on legal stream. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, should be a fun one, um, indeed. But uh, anyway, there you go, Bobby. We previewed uh, week ten of the NFL, week eleven of college football. Even talked a little fighting. Um, F1's in Brazil. I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on that, or then we'll get out of here now. Uh, no, just uh, hoping for someone other than Max to win. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's I not likely. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got the record for most Grand Prix win in a season, and I think he's going to try to add that title. Anyway, all right, man. Well, any famous last words? Right, two weeks till Thanksgiving. Get your shopping done and uh, go Irish. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at PCAST. We're on all major and minor podcasting platforms, even Amazon Music now. So uh, shout out to uh, that. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll be back uh, talking a little college football course, some NFL, and who knows what else. Uh, but uh, for Bobby Russell, this has been the only Tyler Peacock. Thanks for listening. Go Blue, and we will see you down your uh, – oh, my God, I can't even – fuck it. Show's over.